Away Podcast. I am your host, Brian Kochi, the Director of Marketing at Whistle Realty Group. And my name is Rachel Chu. I'm the Director of Inside Sales here at Whistle Realty Group. Welcome back, Rachel. Thank you, thank you. It's great to have you on the show. One of uh, Some of our most popular episodes are featuring you and me. So I think Dynamic are, duo. I think people are tired of Kyle, and it's mostly uh, <laughs> that it's me and someone else. I think that's what it is. Either way, I'll, I'll take the credit. It's okay. We can. We can I'm just kidding. <laughs> Rachel is our phenomenal director of inside sales. She grows, manages, uh, teaches, uh, and parties with our inside sales team. Uh, we have an inside sales team of seven as of rec- this recording, um, and it's con- consistently grown since you've been in the role. Um, and today I want to talk a little bit about the framework of objection handling. Um, we always, I think we hear a lot of scripts and, and different uh, things to do, but those are pretty specific to certain things, right? We have our ALM script from Zillow, which is appointment something, something. Uh, so, so ALMS, so your appointment. I don't. Anyways. Right. Appointment, location, uh, motivation, and ALM, and then S is our survey. You have to ask for the survey. Okay. Um, and, and so that's pretty specific to Zillow calls. We've got our LP Mama script that we've used in the past. Like we have these kind of fra- like specific scripts. I want to talk a little bit more about the framework. That way we can utilize this framework to incorporate into any any script, but it's specifically any objection handle or any, any objection. Um, so before we get into that, um, if you guys like the show, uh, please, please, please leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. Um, that means a lot to us, and it goes a long way to help helping other people see and uh, experience the show. Um, if you guys want more than just the podcast, you can go to thewhistleway.com. It, it's our website of our hub for all things that are uh, agent training focused. We have uh, links to our Facebook groups there. We have links to our YouTube channel. We have links to the podcast where you can see uh, past episodes. You can join our referral network. Um, so as people leave San Diego and are going to other areas, that way we're building a network of agents to where we can we know where to send them. And it has a, a way to sign up for our email newsletter that we send out a couple times a month to make sure you guys know what's going on uh, kind of some of our best content gets put out there. Uh, so instead of ha- you having to search for it, we can just send it to you directly. Makes so it easy. thewhistleway.com, that, that, uh, YouTube, if you like it, thumbs up, hit the subscribe, uh, get the notification bell so you know when more things are coming out, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. Actually, it doesn't matter. Uh, we've got a backlog of, a huge backlog of um, content that we've had our international team work on cutting up pieces of our, our in-house or independent, not independent, our in-house Tuesday meetings, which we have with our company, cutting out segments of that, cutting out segments or our full script battle that we had at our last quarterly event. Um, we've got a lot of content and I asked Kyle what the media team can do better. He said, post more content. He doesn't know how much we have sitting in the backlog <laughs> and waiting the to vault. be distributed. So if you guys want to see um, what we teach our agents, um, how our agents practice together and kind of ways to to sharpen your skill, especially in markets that aren't as easy as they have been in the past. This is the time to do it. Uh, Subscribe to our channel and get get all that good information. That was pretty good. Tom, was that better? That was pretty good. Got it all in. Tom reminded me appropriately that uh, although that we say this all the time, 
Um, it, it may be new to some, and, and it may be uh, whatever. I think that was pretty good. I think you got it all in there. That was Thanks. perfect. I needed a little bit of pat on the back for myself. So, okay, let's move into the framework of objection handling. First, let's talk about what an objection is and, and kind of how to look at it so it's not so scary. Yes. So this is actually a topic I'm super passionate about. I love helping people figure out how to handle objections. Um, seeing people get better, the relief on their face when they realize it's not as combative and scary as people think. So I love this topic and I'm super excited to talk to, about it today. So an objection is generally any time you can think of it as um, a phrase or a sentence or a response from a client that feels like resistance is kind of a good way to just summarize what an objection is. Yep. And I like that word feels like. Because mm -hmm. okay. it doesn't mean it always is a real piece of resistance, but it feels like it or to them at that moment, it can feel like some resistance in the call or in the encounter. Okay. Now, I've heard this said before, and I'm sure you can say it better than I did, but uh, you led into it where it feels like it. Sometimes it's just a, a question that they need answered, 100%. But, but they may come at it wrong, right? Like, uh, they may say, will you do it for less commission? Or, uh, and really, what it is behind that is not, I don't value you. It could be, the question could be, well, my brother-in-law says commissions are this. And so that's, mm -hmm. they just need to be educated. So it's an opportunity for education. 100%. Ooh, that's good. I it's like that. It's an opportunity that. for education. It's an opportunity to for clarification. It's an opportunity to build more rapport and learn about the client more deeply, right? So a lot of times... Um, I mean, any of you, I'm sure if you've had an experience where you're maybe arguing with your spouse and you're grumpy about something, well, maybe you weren't actually grumpy about the clothes not being picked up. You could have, the real reason that you're grumpy might be because you had a hard day and your boss was rude to you at work and now you're carrying it over, right? So the, the same is for real estate. We never really know what the real, you know, um, motivation is behind the action. And it's our job to dig deeper until we figure it out and solve it together. And I think as you were talking, something else I thought about, I think what's really great about objections, because again, feel scary right they do and a lot of times when there's an objection you feel i don't know you but i'm i'm an emotional person i can feel personally attacked mm -hmm. and i go hey hey and i get defensive right um but it also is an opportunity to figure out what is important to that client right if they if they come up objection after objection talking about um you know um commission or money or like okay now you know what what is most important to them mm -hmm. um and it can help you steer your conversation to answer those questions to prevent future objections from coming up in the future. 100%. Future coming up in the future. That wasn't my brightest moment. We get it. Um, okay, so that is what an objection is. What's this framework that you're talking about? How do you... How do you start? Do you want me to give you the, the headlines yeah, and you can talk about so them? Yeah, so essentially, so I've got them. So Good. usually the first step, so we'll kind of quickly I'll go over what the steps are called and then we'll take a deep dive into each one. So the first step is to clarify. So in order, we go clarify, acknowledge, respond, and confirm is kind of the four-step framework to handling an objection. So let's talk about it. So yeah. the first one is clarify. And so we kind of touched on this in the intro is a lot of times what people say initially isn't what they actually mean. And so we have to clarify that what they're saying is the true objection. So a good example of this, I was coaching um, some scripting today actually, and the objection was, well, I want a more experienced agent. You know, hey, you're really nice. I really, you know, have liked talking to you, but we're just looking for somebody with more experience. And so at that point you can either say, well, crap, I'm not experienced. I'm a new agent. I'm not what they want. Okay, thanks, up. bye. <laughs> right, exactly. And, you, and some people will do that. They'll say, well, okay, I get it. I'm, you know, hey, thanks for your time anyway, right? But 
rather than just give up or roll over or assume that's what they mean, we need to ask some more questions. And so um, by digging, so uh, the proper way to say that, let's let's use that one as the example since we're running with it. Well, hey, I'm just looking for somebody more experienced. So we want to clarify. So the response to that could be, got it. Okay. So what I'm hearing you say is you're looking for someone with more experience. Tell me about what that means to you, right? We want to leave it with an open-ended question. Repeat back what they said, more experienced, right? We always want to use the same words that they used. So with key, and the, the key part of this is keeping your tone upbeat, right? You don't want to say, okay, so what does more experience mean? Like we do not mm-hmm. want to see, and that's very easy to naturally do because inside we get hot and bothered and think, oh no, like, uh, yeah, you feel, 100%. and that's so normal, but we have to really be mindful and you have to think about it as you're saying, it won't come naturally is to be really curious. And a good tip for this is if you're truly curious, you can't be upset, right? If you're actually wondering about something, your curiosity is never a negative emotion. So when you hear that, cue yourself to say, how can I be curious about this? You know, I love this because if we role played, and this is probably the reason I'm not on the phone, and you said, I'm looking for someone with more experience, my initial reaction is, I've got a team behind me. We've got hundreds right, of right, years right. of, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to combat it straight up, and, and we're going to go head to head. And that's the worst thing we can do. That's, but, but that's yes, natural. That's a natural, natural emotional, mm-hmm. but that is not how we do it. So you, we have to retrain our brain to think, come from curiosity, what does this really mean? So I repeat back to them, okay, so it sounds like, you know, you're looking for somebody with a lot of experience. Okay, tell me about a little bit about what that means to you or tell me more about that or what does experience mean to you, right? We're, we're asking any of those questions that gets the client to go deeper into what they actually mean because that could mean multiple things. Maybe they really care about negotiation experience and we found out they, they had a bad experience with another agent who lost a deal or something like that. Or maybe more experience means they have no idea that they're looking for somebody who's really communicative and um, somebody who's going to get back to them. So those are two different different profiles are two different things. So if we don't ask and, and dig deeper, we're not going to actually be able to clarify what the real objection is. So when uh, some of the notes that I took when you said clarify, I love, it was kind of a two sentence response. It was what I'm hearing you say, mm-hmm. or it sounds like, we're, mm-hmm. and then you repeat it. Um, and then it basically turns into, you can do it longer or more eloquently, but it's basically Tell me more. It is. Essentially, it frames that you figure out a way to frame it so you don't just say, well, tell me more. That's weird. You need to have some sort of buffer, a nice transition in there. So I like to usually, my my format of that is to kind of repeat back what they say inquisitively with an upbeat tone. Make sure I'm maintaining eye contact. Like, you know, there's there's a lot. This could be like a four-hour podcast, but we'll keep it simple Let's for this. Let's go. Tom's like, <laughs> I'm know? out of here in a minute. Let's go. Um, but, you know, up, keep the upbeat tone. Look at them. Main, show that you're curious. Use your body language to show that you're non-threatening and that you're open. You know, don't cross your legs and that you're ready to listen. And ask them to tell you more. Open it up. And I and obviously this is in person. Mm-hmm. How do you – and I want to go down this rabbit hole for just a minute. How do you – coach, teach, train your team of inside sales agents that are on the phone to utilize their body language? Great question. So body language, quick fun fact. I'm sure you guys have heard this. 55% of our communication, how we input and output it is through body language. Another 32%, I'm probably going to get flagged on the math for this, but it's within that range is um, our tonality and like 7% is our language. I don't think that adds up, but it's somewhere within that range of 100% of our communication. So on the phones, we're lacking the biggest piece of all, which is why the phones are so scary. But what that does mean is that 
your tone becomes the biggest piece of the pie chart when you're only on the phone. And so it doesn't really actually matter what you're saying that much as long as your tone is really honed in. And so that's both good news and bad news because we can mess up some of the words, but if our tone is really where we need it to be, we're likely gonna have a great chance of success with those clients. So um, focusing on their tone and then their own body language, I have them stand up, like always stand up. And a couple of uh, my team members have a mirror or have had a mirror at, at certain points in their career in front of their desk to remind them to, do this really cheesy smile like this. And you can probably hear it in the podcast. Like when I'm doing this, you can hear me, like you can hear like there's a smile coming out. Yeah. So not that you have to do it all the time, but it helps remind you to kind of get into that right headspace. Perfect. Love it. Uh, okay. Next is acknowledge. Right. So we've clarified. So now we're going to get their response. They're going to tell us more. And ideally at this point, you pinpoint the exact objection. So let's say for this point, they go on and on and they say, well, you know, I want someone with more experience, da, da, da. What does experience mean to you? You find out that their biggest concern is actually not experience, but communication. Let's say they really care about having somebody who's on it with communication, right? So those are two separate issues. So let's say for the sake of this argument that that's where, what they landed on, we found out the prospect really cares about having um, consistent and um, regular communication. So now we've clarify the objection. So at this point I would say, got it. So what I'm hearing you say is the most important thing to you in an agent is somebody who is very communicative with you that you can trust to have this open feedback loop regularly. Is that right? Or is that correct? Or is that true? You know, insert tie down of your choice. Once you get them to say yes, and you've clarified what it is, now you can move forward to the acknowledge phase. Okay. So now we're at this acknowledge phase. We figured out what it is this is the time where we're going to build rapport with them and show them that we're on the same team. So acknowledging is essentially just say, you know, um, using words that show that, Hey, we're a team here and we're on the same side. So I'd say something like, got it. You know what? I totally get your reservation about that. Um, I've had insert story about any time you've had poor communication. We've all had poor communication with a salesperson or in a transaction of some sort in our lives, or even with a, a friend, any story will work about how that, you know, can make it a hardship. So I usually would, you know, tell people to make it their own, be truthful about it, insert a story or just let them know, hey, communication is a huge part of, of a successful real estate transaction. And I've been in transactions with, you know, people on the other side who aren't communicating and it's frustrating for everyone. So I totally understand why that would be scary and uncomfortable to you to go into the unknown, not knowing what my communication style is. So we're, we're acknowledging, right? We're, we're showing them we're on the same page and that you hear them. And so at that point, I would ask even more questions about what it is that they want. So if, if this one's communication, so, so I can be the best communicator possible for you. How do you like to be contacted? What does the ideal communication schedule look like for us? Do you like text? Do you like emails? Is it twice a day? Is it twice a week? Like, what are you looking for in your eyes that would make it the perfect agent? How would that look to you? And get them to answer, get them to visualize what that is and show them that you're on the same team, right? So now you're acknowledging, you're building that trust again and you're showing them that you're listening to what they're saying. So you're acknowledging it, you're doing the work that you need to do to show them that you know, you're there for them. Yes. Thumbs up. That was great. Okay. <laughs> I don't have any follow-ups on that. Uh, next is respond. Right. So now we've acknowledged, we've, we showed them, I totally understand. Hey, I totally get that, right? Acknowledging the biggest part of acknowledge is those language pieces. I'm, I, I hear what you're saying. I get it. I totally understand. That makes perfect sense. All of those phrases you're going to use no matter what. So insert your favorite, pick what feels natural to you. 
Um, so then the respond part is where you're actually handling the objection. So um, depending on what it is, this is where now you're inserting from your time at the beginning facts, data, if they're, uh, you know, a high C or somebody who responds to that, a story about, you know, that response, if they're a high I, right? You're going to actually... say high Cs and stories. <laughs> no, no, I get, high, I get. Yeah, some people, data, right? Yeah. So depending on what their personality type is, this is where now you're going to handle the objection, show them, hey, this is what we do. This is what I can do for you. Can you see how that would make sense, right? So this is probably the uh, one of the meatiest parts, but it's also the easiest. You just have to know your stuff. So yeah. whatever objection you're handling, this is where you fill in with why we're the best team for you. You, the, But the most important thing is that you're always tying it back to what they actually want, not just sputtering off. Well, we're the best because we offer a free moving truck. Like, they don't care about that. Some people do. I have <laughs> yeah, but, but not when but, that, that's their objection. Right. So you Communication. Wanna... I hear you. Would you like our moving truck? Right, exactly. Not, so as long is what you're responding to you know this person's was communication so this would be a great place to insert you know here at whistle realty i know you mentioned communication is important to you we actually have an entire team dedicated to communication we have you know our inside sales team you know if it was a shared agent they would edify the, the isa to talk to them that does this i do the marketing and this and this we have a whole transaction team that communicates to you so this way the ball is never dropped and you always have that feedback loop right so I'm going to, I'm going to, whatever I'm pitching them as part of our team is always going to have a direct correlation back to that objection. So you're responding with whatever those facts are for you or for your team right in there. And, and the most important thing is at the end is you leaving it with a tie down. Can you see how that would be beneficial to you? Or does that make sense? Or does that sound like it would solve your problem or how do you know? Whatever your tie down is, my, one of my favorites is would that work for you? That's a really easy one for people to say yes to. Um, but you're gonna, you need to make sure that you're ending that respond phase with a tie down um, and a smile. Sorry, I was just writing some notes. So I love and, it. You're over. That's when you overcome it. Usually people skip the first two and they right. just go right. They go respond. straight into there. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's back and forth and it's me versus you and you're objecting and I'm proving that I know my stuff. But but you're not that that's a that's a butting heads right and we're missing the human element of like can hey we're just humans trying to solve a problem together like let's step back and like make sure we see each other's perspectives and just relax a little bit yeah and and by clarifying and acknowledging now you see we're on the same page we're working together and and when you respond it's it's just basically uh, easing their mind you're you're already on the same team you're already okay right because otherwise they're not going to hear that and the the main point that i also want to bring in by steps one and two is the whole goal of the first half of this framework is to disarm because when people are giving you an objection really at the root of that they're afraid of something we're humans we're fear-based creatures right and so anytime we do this usually behind that when we're defensive whatever it is it's always rooted in some sort of fear and we can't move forward we can't make decisions we can't work together if somebody's afraid so we need to remove all fear so um, that's always another thing that I like to keep in the back of my mind. If you're somebody who generally gets defensive or finds yourself getting heated in these moments, remember that they're not, it's not that they dislike you or they're against you or you're not good enough for them. It's that they're afraid of something. And they it's, don't even know you. They can't right, not like you when they don't know you. But it's a lot easier to be non-combative if you see them as, oh, there's somebody who's afraid than there's somebody who's mean. And so that's a, a really good distinction to make when people are giving you objections is this person's just afraid of something. And now you can kind of come more as that caregiver than like this combative fight with them and it helps change the dynamic of how you respond love that um and finally you you end with confirm with confirm so that's also part of the tie down step right does that make sense right or how does that sound or you know you're you're using that tie down the confirm part is just 
the end portion where you're moving forward to the next thing. So that can be either signing of the listing agreement, that can be setting up the appointment, that can be going to look at houses. Whatever the next step is, you're confirming that this is the only thing in the way of them moving forward with you, so then you can get to the next step. I think you you said you said it there, but I want you to kind of phrase it in the way you would com- communicate it with um, the client. And I think I heard this from Mike Proctor. Is he said something along the lines of is that the only thing holding you back? Or or he said it in a way that I'm like, yeah. And because I'm like, I don't remember how he said it. How would you That's essentially that? what it, he did say. So yeah, he uses that one a lot. And that's one that I've learned from him as well is, you know, you say, got it. Well, I, hey, I'm so glad that we talked about this and we're on the same page. And that makes perfect sense. You know, while we're at it, is there anything else holding you back from moving forward with me? Like, you know, and you say it it, that this part, the tone is really important, too, because it can be a very weird question if you're not really um, genuine and you're not leveling with them. So I would say that, you know, hey, I'm it's really I'm so glad that you brought this up and we were able to talk about this. I totally understand what you're looking for now. And knowing this, I know I'll be a great fit for you for, you know, helping you buy a home. You know, besides this and the communication, you know, wanting to make sure that you're working with someone communicative, communicative, is there anything else that's holding you back at this point from being ready to move forward? And And the the thing I love about that is you're asking for another objection, but I think I would, I would bet that if the objection comes then, it's not one of anger. You've already set the groundwork for, okay, what else is holding you back? Let's, let's figure it out. Right. Rather than like. What else are you pissed about? Right. Because if, if you're <laughs> right, if right, right. like, I need an agent with experience, like, I am experienced. What else? Right. Uh, commission. I make commission. What else? Like, right. A hundred percent. And so most of the time, people are so relieved that you haven't been salesy to them and that you're just here to help them problem solve that people's answer is no. On a rare occasion, you will have somebody difficult who maybe has multiple. You just repeat the process all over again. And some people are their threshold for new experiences is different than others. And so you're gonna have to do this maybe a couple times with some clients who are a little bit more fearful and that's okay, right? So just be comfortable going through this again until you've earned their trust and you've gotten to the root of it. And eventually um, they'll either work with you or they won't and you'll get an answer either way. But going through this framework is the best possible chance of getting to the root of their issues and finding common ground so you can work with them. I love this so, 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 so much. If you're listening to this and you've gotten value out of it, if I were to be on the phones, I would listen to this podcast. I would listen to you talk every, at least every week, if not every day, to like <laughs> to like prep myself. Because as you say, it, it makes complete sense. But I know next week I will forget everything that ever happened and be like, nope, we never talked about that. <laughs> um, I know that about myself. Right. But hearing this has definitely transformed how I look at an objection um, and it's not so it's not scary at all it's 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 kind of taking that fear that they have behind the curtain and saying let's get it out of the way let's move forward with it and I mean if, if it's something like oh I really want someone that speaks Spanish and you don't speak Spanish and you don't have a solution for that you get to find early on that this isn't going to be a good fit for either of you right rather than kind of struggling and fighting them through it and that's probably a bad example but like Um, Well, it's a good example, too, because sometimes that's just it. Maybe you're not a fit for them. And part of being a good agent and a person with integrity is moving. Hey, you're not going to be for everybody. Not everybody's going to be for you. But there's a lot of people who might give you an objection that you'd be a perfect fit for. And so if you never get to that point, you won't be able to sift and sort and use your time wisely either way. And I think it really helps you see kind of change the lens of from this being a lead or a phone number to 
a person with a problem. 100%. And I think that's why a lot of real estate agents get into the business is you're in here to solve people's problems. Yeah, they want to talk to people and that's the most fun part of the business. And so this is just one way to be able to have that human interaction more closely and in a more genuine way that helps solve both parties' problems. I love everything about it, Rachel. Thank you so much. Um, before we get to our Whistle Widget of the Week, um, if you like this, if you enjoy this, same thing, um, please make sure you like, comment, share. Uh, share it with someone that needs to know. So share it with someone that is afraid of the phones. Share it with someone that does the phones every day. Um, I, I'm confident. I mean, I, I can think of agents in our office right now that are like, I don't know. This episode, Rachel's advice would absolutely help. I also know agents in our office that are on the phone every day that by tweaking a little bit of this, they've already had the two hours dedicated by adding in, you know, the clarify step. Maybe they just do acknowledge, respond, confirm by adding in one of these little steps will absolutely increase their, their, their human connection rate. We talked about in the previous episode, the, the answer rate on phone calls has been decreased. If you can help increase the connection rate as a human, yeah, um, that's going to help you get more appointments, more, more sales and, allow you to help more people. So thank you so much. Uh, like, comment, share, subscribe to our YouTube channel, um, no, get, hit the little bell to get notifications, and also go to thewhistleway.com to see all of our kind of hub for agent content. That being said, let's move into our whistle widget of the week. This is something that we use in our daily lives or in our business lives that saves us time, makes us more money, or lets us have more fun. Those are the things Kyle's always say, or maybe just simplifies our life. Tell me, Rachel, I'll let you jump this one off. What's a, a widget that you have this week? Yeah, so this one's not as much of, I know I've done apps in the past. This one's actually a website. Maybe it does have an app now. I don't know. But it's Sleepy Time, but it's Sleepy T-I dot M-E, so Sleepy Tie dot me. And so if I, I use this when I am either having a really early flight or I know I'm going to bed late for a certain reason. And basically what it does is you can plug in what time you're going to go to bed right now, and then what are the optimal times to wake up based on that? Or I need to wake up at 6.30, what are the optimal times to fall asleep? And so basically what it does is it figures out, okay, these are the average person's REM cycle. Maybe you need to wait 30 more minutes to go to bed so you're not super groggy if you're only getting five hours of sleep anyway. So I have, it basically tells you when to go to bed, when to wake up. If you're in one of those situations where you're like, crap, I know I'm going to be super tired tomorrow or I have to wake up early. When should I go to bed? So I'm feeling the least groggy. And it's worked wonders for me when I know that I'm in a bind for getting sleep. That's super cool. That, uh, that helps gamify the sleep. Like, yeah. Like I got to, uh, and, and so maybe waking up 15 minutes earlier. Is right. And sometimes you feel, feel better or like waiting, even if you're tired and you know, oh, I have to wake up in a couple hours to get this early flight. If I just stay awake 20 more minutes, like then I'll just hit a perfect sleep cycle. So I won't be so groggy. And it does help. That's awesome. I, I know part of me would stress out. I'm like, I got to fall asleep now. Damn it. Like <laughs> that doesn't work too well. Uh, my, my widget this week, I think again, we've done it before. Um, but it's something we're really utilizing a lot right now is called tiny PNG. This is where you can upload an image to this website, literally just drag and drop it to the website and it compresses the image size without losing image quality. So if you're putting images on websites, in emails, um, in text messages, however you're doing this, uploading it to tiny PNG is going to help compress it, which is going to help the speed of your load times, which is going to help SEO, which is going to make sure that the message actually sends lots of really cool things. Uh, we use the free version for a long, long time. Um, I think the max is five megabytes on there as we utilize bigger and bigger cameras and with bigger sensors and, and more megapixels, 
our images are getting bigger, so I think we've started paying for it now. Um, but this is really going to help us optimize our images for the web. So it's tinypng is uh, .com, I think, is my widget this week. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will uh, get to you next week.